Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Um, that's how I lead into all my shows now. I don't even try anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Podcast Network's Just the Headers. Uh, this is a show about the crypto headlines. We gather the headlines from the past week and then we present them to you in a manner we see fit. Okay. And that's how that goes. And, and sometimes we rate them. Most times we don't. Um, but now I'm going to introduce the main host of the show. Uh, go on ahead and, and introduce yourself. Main host. Oh, uh, main host. No, co-host. All right. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesse Broke. And right. uh, today, today, today on our uh, podcast, we actually have a guest with us. That's absolutely Can, uh, right. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Y'all do a terrible job of introducing people. D said, I'm going to introduce the main, yeah. sh- main host. Oh, okay. Go well, ahead just and tell do you that. Introduce yourself, Corey. No, like. Introduce me. Y'all introduce me. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to introduce you. Uh, it, so this is a man who, you know, everybody fucking knows, needs no introduction. Uh, shit. Sharpest jaw on all the land. Not even get started on how low it hangs. I'm talking about his hang down. The man with the PhD piece himself, Dr. Corey fucking Petty. <laughs> nice. I can deal with that. That's a good introduction. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that. That's the best introduction I've ever had. Yeah. Take just if you ever get like a touring deal, just take me on the road with you as your MC and I will hype yeah. you up in front of the academic crowd. <laughs> Yeah. They won't know what hit them. Using your phone soundboard. <laughs> push, push those glasses up on that motherfucking bridge of your nose, baby. It's Dr. Corey Petty in this bitch. That's... All right. I would love that. Um, yeah, so what do we do? How does this work? I haven't been on the show before. All right. So all right. we pretty much do whatever the hell we want. I suggest that you give a swing <laughs> on it. Go all for right. it. So, so what we do is we read the crypto headlines. So we'll pass around the days. So D will typically start with the weekend and he'll either pick, you know, one, two or three of the articles that he feels like he wants to dig through, read a little bit of the spiel of the article and then pass it on to me for the next day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we get to Thursday and then that's pretty much it. So what we can do is we can have you just read off some some of the headlines and just dig into whatever articles for whatever day that you want to. But you have to choose from our bank of headlines, and if it's shitty headlines, then I guess see that. What? So I have to I have to choose and click on it, yeah. give a quick peruse, and then comment on it. Yeah, this is as yeah. close as you get to GPT. I certainly haven't read any of these, so no, <laughs> we, yeah, the, the jig is up. <laughs> we don't read this shit, but no. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry, I mean, 
if you could blame us, there's like hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of articles now. We just, yeah, if you think we're reading all that, you better start paying us because that ain't going down. So, um, yeah, so let's just go on ahead and get started. But we did have a special request to discuss fruit consumption. This week I did have strawberries on top of my vanilla yogurt. Uh, that's very recent for me. I don't know if you perused the fruit aisle this week, Jesse, but we got that special request. So I perused the snacks I shouldn't be eating, specifically the fiery hot Cheeto kind. I've been <laughs> eating like <laughs> flaming, flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, you does no, 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 no. I had I had the fiery. What is it? The fiery hot like sticks, like the the oh, oh, yeah. Cheetos. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You can't. Have I also them, had like... flaming hot Cheetos too, but. Yeah, I was trying the other different off-brand varieties. They're not as good. Nope. You, no. <laughs> you're not a weird eater with those chips, are you? I know I've seen some people typically like like they'll 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 suck the the, the powder off the chip. <laughs> what? Those people are psychopaths. <laughs> they use straight man, psychopath. I, I see thousands of people in a week, and that's not an exaggeration because I'm in airports all the time. And people watching in an airport, you see some shit. It just like, means you've just seen a bunch of murders. If you're seeing people <laughs> suck the hot sauce or hot hot <laughs> dust off of Cheetos, <laughs> they're not paying attention. Like, Yo, okay, wait, so wait. she was. Go ahead. Wait, Corey, did you just take a shot out of a little beaker? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, it's not a shot. I'm drinking cachaça. It's a Brazilian um, sugarcane liquor. Yeah, and it's it's it, you drink it out of shot glasses. And the only shot glass I have is a is Graduated a miniature soldier. beaker. Yeah. <laughs> so in cool. case in case you didn't know this, the doctor's not for show. This man is a scientist. He is a learned was. doctor. <laughs> I was a scientist. Oh yeah. Uh, I was a scientist. So actually, I, I belong here. Uh, I had a bag of fl- a bag of flaming hot Cheetos for dinner, and a bowl of wild raspberries that I picked from my land oh for my lunch. God. Wow, dude, That's this is the dope. show for you. Yeah. You just this is a perfect <laughs> show. <laughs> this is your new home. You're the you're the third co-host. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into some of this some of this fucking news so the first article is coming from um what the hell jesse this is like from today what are you talking about i'm looking at the date oh no we've run into this problem before. no you've done this, this before i understand the left side. <laughs> i understand this, this, this i think spreadsheet guy would figure this out by now <laughs> this article this article is from five days ago last weekend and we have here from kai sedgwick and it says, Binance adds margin as exchange competition heats up. So, I mean, it's no mystery. In exchange, mining, and maybe a wallet service that's paid for are the three most profitable ways to do business in this industry right now. But let's go on. This week, the world's largest exchange by trading volume, Binance, launched margin trading. In doing so, it made the elite group of exchanges that offer crypto derivatives less exclusive than it once was. Binance, KuCoin, BitMEX have all rolled out margin products this year in a bid to give market leaders BitMEX and Derbit, Deribit a run for their money. So Binance has leverages margin to woo the BitMEX brigade. Uh, trading on margin. Uh, do we need to go into what that is? In case anybody doesn't know. Yeah. 
Okay. I was hoping you guys would say no because I've been <laughs> so long I barely remember, but I'm pretty sure it's like you trade with money you don't have and it's leveraged. So you can make money that much faster, but you can also lose money that much faster. Tell them about how fast you lost money trying to do this when okay. you first like got on. I think you did you do it on Poloniex when they used to do it? No, that was on a God, what was that? It was a uh Chinese exchange. Okay coin. Yeah. It was okay coin when they they allowed US customers and there wasn't there was no KYC AML. Um and I decided I was gonna margin trade margin trade with forty five Litecoin at the time. And I was like, this is gonna be great. I'm going to make all the money, baby. So (laughs) that shit was gone instantaneously. Like (laughs) it was gone immediately. I was like, all right, here we go. 45 Litecoin leveraged at like 25X or some shit. And I clicked it and it was gone. It was gone. It was like, you've been liquidated. I was like, what the? It was, it was like the, the manifestation of that, uh, South Park meme. It goes to the banker and it's like, and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> and I was like, huh. And like, you know how you like don't believe reality? So I like keep clicking the screen. Where's the dashboard for this now? Yeah, I was like, where's the the number went to zero? The number went to zero. You go to says, zero. And then you're just like, what? Yeah, and I was like, well, the trade went the trade went through, I think, but the number went to zero. So I don't think it did what I told it to. I'm just gonna you refresh. At, I'm just gonna refresh. Like maybe it's still thinking. Maybe it's still like maybe I have to refresh the web page. <laughs> that shit zapped, and I was like, "Huh." So clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm gonna not do this anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the the more you the more crack you like, the more margin trading you do. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Direct direct correlation. There's a direct correlation between cocaine use and margin trading. And uh, so now you can get your jollies off on the Binance market marketplace. Alright, so there's that article. Let's see what else is new. Um South African payment gateway drops Bitcoin over fees and network congestion. That just means they you, don't know can you do this one in a South African accent, please? Oh yeah. The South African payment gateway drops Bitcoin. This is not fees. this is not this is not fucking Black Panther, <laughs> South African. Uh, they almost sound Australian. South African pavement gateway <laughs> drops Bitcoin <laughs> over fees and network congestion. Oh God, is that good? Bringing you on was the best move I never made. <laughs> we did. We should do this more often. We should be random ass people. Random. Um, Bitcoin.com. Uh, so, sorry, I'm going to read these and decide which ones I care about. Panda Group's crypto terminals offer Venezuelans a bridge to economic prosperity. I don't even know if I want to touch that. Thai government approves new cryptocurrency service providers. I'm going to get into that. Police bust Chinese Bitcoin mining farm after surge in power usage. I'm getting into both of those. So, here we go. Uh, Thai government approves new cryptocurrency service providers. Let's see what this shit's about. This is written by Kevin Helms. Thailand approves four new cryptocurrency service providers. Man, this is neat. This is kind of like um, something I used to say a few years back on the on the Bitcoin podcast, how eventually we're just going to have like Bitcoin service providers like we have Internet service providers because no one gets this shit and there's going to be middlemen. But anyways, 
The Thai Securities and Exchange Commission has approved four new crypto business operators to legally operate in the country. In addition to licensing a new crypto exchange, the government has officially approved the country's first three digital token portals. Meanwhile, interesting. Wow. New rules, conditions, and procedures have been introduced for digital asset businesses. So Thailand Securities and Exchange Commission has officially approved four new digital asset business operators under the country's current regulatory framework for digital assets, which covers both cryptocurrency and digital tokens. A company can apply for a license to operate and exchange a broker or a dealer for cryptocurrency, digital tokens, or both. So I'm moving to Thailand as soon as the show's over. So... No kidding. Lady boys, uh, here we come. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Little more lady and a lot less boy. But whatever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh among the among the four <laughs> new digital <laughs> It works. Just just roll. Among the four new digital asset business operations is Bitherb, uh company limited. Yeah, people need to get better at naming things. <laughs> Bitherb. Come on, <laughs> nah, man. You go, you go all the way in. Bit, 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 bit. That's the name. Oh, of it's your a. <laughs> Is there something really it's, called that? I want, I want to make a company now and just do that. <laughs> bitty bitty bit bit. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> That's the name of it. Uh, in case you don't. Uh, so Bitherb is a subsidiary of Japanese public company Remix Point, which operates a regulated Japanese crypto exchange. And let's read about these portals. So, um, let's see anything. Approved ICO portals, Longroot, uh, T Box, and SE Digital are these three portals. What do they do? ICO portals are an integral part of Thailand's regulatory framework for digital tokens. To sell tokens to the public, the seller must obtain approval from the SEC, and the tokens must be sold through an SEC approved ICO portal. Interesting. Hmm. So they're just saying, like, fuck it. We're going all in on all things crypto. ICOs, bring them. Shit coins, bring them. We want them. So interesting. Yeah, they have proved four different currencies BTC, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and Monero. Oh, wow. Wow. Those are the only four that have been approved for trading. No, that's Stellar. XLM is Stellar Lumens. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Stellar Lumens. So they're, they're, basically another thing that's big in the philippines is uh remittance so i think they're trying to like 20 percent of the economy yeah so wow good for you philippines i'll this isn't the philippines this is thailand i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about (laughs) wow i'm sorry i think i just fended two people at the same time all right (laughs) next article (laughs) uh Police bust Chinese Bitcoin mining rig because they're not mining for China. Uh, sorry, did I say that? <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Didn't say that. Um, they they busted a Bitcoin mining farm after a surge in power usage. So it wasn't a nationalization of the resources or anything scary like that. Police in eastern China busted a Bitcoin mining operation following a surge in local electric- electricity usage, according to a wire report from Agence France Press. Okay. Police confiscated 4,000 mining devices. That's in quotations, Go. They're either mining devices or they're not. We don't know. It's in quotations. Alleged the mining farm misappropriated nearly 20 million yuan, $3 million in electricity costs. Holy shit. 
The investigators learned from the theft from the local power provider. Here's a quote. In value, it is the largest case in the amount of electricity stolen that Jiangsu has cracked since the founding of New China. And it, wait, what? There's a place called New China? Oh, shit. Can you get your Google on with that one, Jesse? What the fuck is okay, New China? Yeah. And a, a rare sight in the whole country. Zhang police. Zhenyang, that's not right. Police reportedly said to the AFP. France Press. Uh, any more quotes? No. That's a short article. So they're out here stealing electricity in New China. A lot of electricity. <laughs> yeah, uh. three million bucks. Uh, I hope they made their money's worth. Um, so apparently, uh, they call they call New China. New China is is the People's Republic of China, as opposed to referring to the Imperial or Nationalist China. Mm. So that's what New China means. It means current China. Does New China include Hong Kong, or they have they have they separated yet? Oh, good question. Well, I mean, didn't didn't uh, Hong Kong? Well, China is saying that Hong Kong is now a part of them, and they're going to try and like absorb them, right? Yeah, but Hong Kong's like, nah, we're not. Yeah. yeah, we're not. So I don't know where they're at. They might be like in the same situation that um, what was that uh, country that Russia absorbed not too Crimea. long ago? Yeah. That's nah, it's not that. Like Hong Kong is actually part of China. They just don't want to be. Crimea was just well. There, they are. They are technically part of China, but not financially. Yeah, I've been to Hong Kong. It's like living in America. Wait, what? Like, what like, part of America? I mean, it's like it's just it's so westernized. It's oh, incredibly yeah, westernized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever that whole situation was going down, I showed extreme apathy by only seeing in Justin Timberlake's Crimea River every oh single God. time I heard that name in the news. In my head, I would say it's quality. Yeah, they say like Crimea, and I'd be like Crimea River. Nobody, and then that's really apathetic because y'all went through some shit. Like people died, so I'm sorry. Quality empathy, you got it going on there, dude. <laughs> I'm thousands of miles away. I'm sorry, man. What am I gonna do? Pour one um, out. All right, it's Monday. Right, it's your turn, Jesse. So. All right, do you want Monday, Corey, or do you want Tuesday? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. All right, let's do Monday. Answer the question. So you do take, Monday, take Monday. Jesse? I'm taking Monday. Okay, you cool. Uh, right. Let's see. I'm not going to read the first one because it has Craig Wright in it. I don't give a shit about him. Um, even, the, even the title says Crypto Genius or Fake, the Craig Wright Saga Explained. Uh, I'm not even going to give it the time of day because it even just <laughs> it gives the, the concept that he's a crypto genius. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> he's, a, he's a piece of shit. End of story. That's what that Coindesk article should say. If it doesn't, then it's wrong. <laughs> uh the next one this is pretty interesting hmm. huobi burns 14 million huobi tokens as they said that mm. huobi huobi yeah. huobi tokens yeah. amid revenue gains so huobi one of the world's oldest cryptocurrency exchanges has taken steps to reduce the supply of the token that powers its global ecosystem huobi token ht in parentheses in a quarterly burning event According to the company's statement, uh, the exchange removed 14,011,700 tokens from a lot of market supply uh, at a rate that is 116% greater than it did last quarter. The company cited improving market conditions and sales growth for a decision. Uh, This move is intended to stabilize the currency's price, 
as well as create an incentive for users to hold the token by curbing inflation. Every quarter since early 2018, when the Singapore-based exchange introduced Huobi token, it has spent 20% of its quarterly revenues by buying back outstanding tokens uh, and then basically burning them. So that's, uh, I guess that's, that's pretty neat. Do you guys understand the concept of uh, companies burning tokens or like what happens when you burn tokens? Yeah. Increased value of all the existing tokens. Mm. Yeah. So what they're doing as a company is saying like every every quarter, it's a buyback. Uh, we take a portion of our revenue, buy back the tokens from the market and burn them, which basically means that, um, so if I'm holding a thousand tokens, the value of those thousand tokens is greater because it's a larger relative percentage to the total. So it incentivizes like if, uh, to stay on the Finance does this too. So most companies are doing this as like an incentive mechanism to hold on to the tokens because if the company is successful, they buy back a percentage of their of their yearly profits and burn it, giving oh, it's almost like paying a dividend to the token. Yeah. It's effectively the same. That's fucking <clears throat> slick. Have you ever wonder- seen what uh the guy from uh Greece did with dry ships? He did extreme uh stock manipulation of uh split sharing, uh well splitting and um recombining um stock, like units of his stock. And he made the price go from uh, basically like under a dollar all the way up to I believe like thirty four thousand dollars per unit and then he dropped it all the way to like six cents. Jesus. Yeah. Heavy manipulation of like of a lot of different factors. But he has sounds, like a lot sounds of sounds pretty fair. Yeah. It's pretty interesting though. Like he and then he created like almost like a tether and then he started buying back debt of his own company with his shell company. Just like the same way Tether is using or Bitfinex is using Tether to do that. that and then now they're offloading all that debt onto, like, what? I think the fifth new blockchain is going to be Tron. So it's pretty mm. interesting. That People is fuckery at its deepest. Next yeah, headline. Yeah, that's that's a Next great one. segue. <laughs> we, got it. we were waiting for you. We knew you, you'd get there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Key price indicator turns bearish in first since since December. What a weird title. Key price key Bitcoin price indicator turns bearish in first since December. English is not his first language. Don't be hard on Coindesk. <laughs> this is by Omkar Godbali. We'll go with that. Uh, for Monday, see. Um, widely tracked Bitcoin price indicator has turned bearish for the first time in seven months. Uh, the move average convergence divergence histograms in the MACD, an indicator used to identify trend changes in the momentum of bearish bullish movement, has dropped below zero on the three day chart for the first time since December 21st, 2018. Mm. Cool. That's, yeah. that's the gist of the whole article. I don't know anybody who trades on a three-day chart. I mean, like, nobody trades on a three-day one, chart. One indicator is does does not a decision make. Well, nobody trades on one day. I mean, uh, three days. That's the problem. What do you trade on? People trade trade on one day or one week, or you know, they really not swing trade, but then they trade on like the minute by minute charts. When I was trading, I would have all of them on. <laughs> we did, dude. We switched back and forth between every everything was on. We, were we had we had so many so many triangles being formed, yeah. <laughs> so many bull pennants. You didn't even know, so many, you didn't so many know how many bull pennants rising wedges. Dude, the endorphin <laughs> shot of getting it right 
though. That's <laughs> that's why trading is dangerous because I don't know, Corey. You remember that like three day streak I was on back when I was teaching, where I was trading so hardcore, I was basically like, "Yeah, shut teaching. up and do these worksheets." <laughs> shut up and do these worksheets, kids. Papa's over here making his fucking money, baby. you were not you were not teaching kids. You're like, turn like on I, Little Mermaid. Shut up, shut up. I felt like Neo. They were watching Minority Report, Michael. I felt like Neo. <laughs> yeah. I did. I was like, man, I think Bitcoin's going to be at whatever percent. I, I think Ether's going to be at whatever percent of Bitcoin by three o'clock today. And like, I was like 1% <laughs> off. And I was like, hell yeah, Papa's making this money. Shut up. Watch Minority Report, kid. I don't give a shit about algebra right now. <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs> Who are you kidding? <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it was kind of bad. It was close. It was close. <laughs> it was close. I remember those days. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Look at this. New York does some bit license stuff. Uh, New York grants bit license to institutional crypto exchange seed or just everything in exchange in the news these days. Is that what's going on? Oh yeah, dude. In the, mm, the like headlines, exchange. it's all exchange. It's all regulation. Changing trades. Changing trades. Uh, the New York Department of Financial Services, the NYDFS. It's granted virtual currency licenses to two subsidiaries of aspiring crypto derivatives providers, Seed, Seed CX. Uh, NYDFS Superintendent Linda Lacewell announced Monday that Seed Digital Commodity Markets LLC and ZeroHash LLC, both of which operate under Seed CX, have received bit licenses, while ZeroHash has also been granted a money, trans- a money transmitter license. Cool. Uh, let's see. Being granted two virtual currency licenses by the New York Department of Financial Services marks the next step in our growth to becoming the leader in institutional trading of digital assets. CCX CEO Edward Woodford Woodford said in a statement. He added, as virtual currency license holders, we will be able to expand trading and settlement services to New York firms through our, our institutional platform that offers the strong institutional technology the operational support and the regulatory compliance that institutions demand. So that was like the most <laughs> white boxed comment you could ever possibly make as an exchange. You know what, you know what D calls these articles, the one like you just read paid for, but, but paid for with so much money that it doesn't say sponsored. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when you can pay for it so much that you can get rid of the sponsor. It's like those software as a service is the tier. That's like, Take off our branding if you want to use this just a little bit, actually, the way you want to use it. That's basically yeah. the, that's yeah. basically what that is. Yeah. So. Said, said every exchange ever. So cool on that. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll do one more for Monday, and then we can move on. Yeah, um, Jesse's turn. These are all. These all suck. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the headlines, baby. This is what GPPs are are working with out there. Look at this, Japan. <laughs> All right. This may be more interesting. We'll see. Uh, Japan creates working group to discuss Facebook Libra ahead of G7 meeting. So looks like Japan's trying to get on their Libra game. Uh, working Japan has set up a working group to examine the issues raised by the potential launch of Facebook's Libra cur- cryptocurrency project. The group, which started meeting last week, comprises the nation's central bank, the Ministry of Finance, and the Financial Services Agency, the top finance regulator, Reuters reported on Saturday. Uh, the agencies will use the opportunity to discuss the potential ramifications of Libra on fiscal policy, uh, financial regulation, tax, and payments ahead of meeting of the G7 nation's finance chiefs. 
on July 17th through 18th in Chantilly, France, the report said. Mm. So characteristic style, President Donald Trump also slated the project in tweets last week. Trump said the Libra will have little standing or dependability and suggested that suggested should apply for a banking license and comply with federal with relevant rules if its aim is to become a bank. So uh, who cares there what he says? Hey, I got a question, right? Because you know, we all know that this article is pretty much bullshit. Uh, so like <laughs> if if you were. Yeah, John were Biggs, working, good job. That was working, Daniel Palmer. Daniel right. Palmer, your article's bullshit. If you were working for Libra, right? Say, get, say like you the saw mic. that there was good in Libra. Get up say in you mic. saw that there was good in Libra. There we go. How would you fix the project proposal to get it passed in Congress? Do I want to? Yeah, legit. No, I don't want any snarky answers. Like, literally, no, like, like, do I do I want to? Like, do I do I do I want to go through Congress? Like, Facebook did a good. Sorry, Bitcoin did a good job of creating something that is relatively unstoppable and, and borderless. Do I want to make something new that is subject to the minds and decisions of the people of the of the older financial world? If so, I mean, if you're Facebook, you, you, if, face, if you're Facebook, you want to, right? Because really, this is this is a a long play for Facebook to start getting adoption in smaller countries for Libra to become adopted as their national fiat or to run alongside their national fiats so whereas japan adopted bitcoin australia adopted bitcoin they're looking to rather than start at the top and get developed countries to adopt their crypto they're going to start offloading debt and start at the bottom at the other end yeah it's in america's best interest to empower the facebook libra um and they're not idiots so that's why this is funny watching this play out because if they empower the Facebook Libra, then basically we offload our debt into it onto them. And we basically create this measuring stick against the USD to give it that much more Frankenstein longevity because it's well past its expiration date when it comes to fiat currencies. So that's my non snarky answer. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But like, I'm just trying to figure out like how you would get it passed. Because you have to make it, you have to make it look sellable to Congress, so they can look, make it sellable to their constituents. Mm. So behind the scenes, I'd be giving a giant piles of money to lobby lobbyists, so that they could wind and dine. You have to make it positively affect the power of the dollar. You have to make it positively affect the power of the dollar. Yeah. Well, the only and way to do that is by increasing the dollar's percentage in the basket, right? Yeah. Or there's two ways to do that you could also negatively affect the power of all the other currencies what i guess has the same net effect but or you just you just remove the us dollar from the basket either either increase the composition of of libra to more dollars or just completely remove the us dollar that way i don't think either one of those things are going to happen yeah if you want to have if you want to if you want to try and pass off as somewhat of a legitimate decentralized uh, system you're not going to be able to do it with uh, no dollars or all dollars. There's going to be a need to be some basket that's that's more global. Are these? What if they put like... Bitcoin? What if they backed Libra with Bitcoin instead of the dollar? Then what's the point? Just use Bitcoin. No, that then then they would have a centralized 
they would use Bitcoin as yeah. the reserve, but then like use well, one, Bitcoin as not, a fraction of, of it of the basket then. Coinbase is on the consortium, so they are kind of doing that. Coinbase is probably going to be the head czar or whatever the fuck you want to call it over the Bitcoin percentage that is in that. And, Corey, that kind of goes to the conversation that we were just having in the interview that we were on that nobody gets to know. Well, no, we can promote the fucking interview. On Sunday's show, we're going to have Bitcoin Zay. You can talk about Bitcoin uh, in black America. But when Bitcoin does reach the super-duper value and nobody's using it because why use it? You start to build things on top of it, financial interpretations on top of it, derivatives and shit like this. So, yeah, I don't mean literally build on top of it. Like with the tech, I mean, like the GPTC is one one thousandth of a Bitcoin. Is it, though? Is it? No, a piece of paper says it is. Right. So. That's where that goes. Yeah, I don't follow that much. I don't follow the, the <laughs> politics. I don't follow politics that much. I don't. I, I only care about how things work because nothing really works well. So, uh, I mean, I mean, is people that make people, people, like? power. People are going to make power plays. It doesn't matter what tools they use to do it. It's just yeah. it's just them jockeying for position with whatever they have available to them. But like right now, the technology is so shit that who cares? It's that the, the name that the, the words that they use to do the same stuff is going to change in the next five years. That I agree a thousand percent. Um, Tuesday, Jesse has good questions. Here we go. So I guess there really, there really is like, I guess we'll find out. Wait, in time. All right. So moving on to Tuesday's news, I'm just gonna blow through the headlines and then I'll see what you guys feel. I should dig through and then uh, dig in then. All right. So first article is Facebook. Uh, let's see, Facebook Marcus, 100% salary Libra. Um, so this one was about him during the hearings, the congressional hearings. He was talking about how he's pulling his salary in 100% Libra. And I believe Waters, uh, Congresswoman Waters was asking him, you know, why are you doing that? And if, I don't know, like if you're if you're valuing, if that implicitly means you're valuing Libra as a security. Uh, anyway, um, the next article is Coindesk live unpacking the Libra hearings. So two articles, first two articles are about Libra. Third article, expect chaos Polkadot to launch experimental Kusama network this summer. Um, do you guys know anything about that? I don't know anything about Kusama, but I know about Polkadot. Okay. Maybe we can like touch on that lightly and see what that's about. Um, fourth article is German finance minister. Facebook shouldn't be allowed to compete with the Euro. And the next article, Cuba, Libra Island Nation, slowly explores cryptocurrency options. Um, I wonder what that's about. So I may pick on that one a little bit later. Um, Bitcoin noticeably absent from Senate hearing on Facebook's Libra. So like all of Tuesdays about the Libra hearings for the most part. I'd imagine so because the hearings are happening. So if, uh, yeah. any media source is going to be covering it. It's true. I'm not really okay, so I'm not. I'm not going to take a look at the first article. It's the second article, unpacking the Libra hearings. Maybe they'll give us like big points. We've been talking about Libra for like a fucking month now. Good yeah. luck. It's not going away. Yeah. Jesus. Like we literally have like, we have Facebook defending cryptocurrency to the United States Congress, trying to make one, 
And United States Congress is telling them that it's not a good enough cryptocurrency. <laughs> that's the that's the reality we live in right now. That's a point in history I'm going to remember for my entire life. Like, I will never forget that. And I'm just a nerd, and it's not going to matter to anyone but me. Yeah. But sorry, Jesse, I'm, go on. I'm going to read this article. Um, <laughs> Bitcoin noticeably absent from Senate hearing on Facebook's Libra. For a panel about a proposed cryptocurrency, Tuesday's Senate Banking Committee hearing was notably light on crypto talk. Bitcoin was barely mentioned during the two-hour session, and most of the lawmakers seemed far less concerned with the technology than with who is planning to leverage it. Facebook. Senator Brian Schatz of Hawaii put it Schatz. perhaps mo the most succinctly. Responding to Facebook executive David Marcus oft-repeated talking point that the Libra project was important for the U.S. to avoid being left behind in the blockchain revolution, Schatz said, Quote, you're making an argument for cryptocurrencies generally. The question is not, should the U.S. lead in this? Question mark. Uh, rather, he said, the question is, why Facebook? Why in the world of all companies, given the last couple of years, should Facebook do this? Schatz asked, referring to the social media giant's data privacy and election meddling scandals. I know a large, uh, one of the large themes like during the debate during the uh, congressional hearing was about trust and how if if the US government trusted Facebook, they would have been greenlit with that white paper that was submitted like 30 days ago. But because there's been so many scandals in the news regarding, uh, you know, privacy for users, information, privacy, and then the way that Facebook does monetize their user information, it's, uh, it's making it challenging for Facebook. Yeah, I, I find it interesting that trust has become a central theme in a lot of conversations generally, whereas previously that wasn't a thing we talked about ever. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. You say it all the time, man. You're the Nostradamus on this one. The, we're disrupting trust. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a topic of conversation. Like people are waking up to the idea that they are being farmed when using free services and they don't like that idea, but they still want the free services. So yeah. the technology is an, is an attempt to try and make something that puts the power back into the people or gives, you know, decision or options back to people. Mm. But that whole, like the internet was created with the sole intention of feeding you advertisements, basically like the way it, the way it developed into currently what it is. So mm. Facebook leads that. Why are we surprised? But I'm interested in that the majority of people who use the internet regularly in their everyday lives are now starting to become aware of this concept of trust and thinking about the people they are, the platforms they engage on. Yeah. And so like, and then I, I really like that the conversation in Congress is like, yeah, cryptocurrency is cool. Why does Facebook need to do it? You guys suck at holding privacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's One congressman was even bringing up the issue that he uh, was it. What's his name? Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, that he was removed from the platform. And one congressman held up a $20 bill and was saying that, you know what the difference like essentially between this and, and what you're trying to do is anybody can use this, but Milo can't use a Libra. And he's saying that not only is Facebook going to be the gatekeeper subject to rules and regulations from multiple different countries of the world, 
they're also going to have their own flavor of who can and can't participate based on social behaviors. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not censorship resistance. That's the that's the exact opposite. Yeah. So they've got an but uphill battle, but it is on the other battle. hand. Yeah. On the other hand, and in respect to to Libra is like potentially the inflation and control of the supply isn't controlled by a single entity. Whereas that happens with the dollar or any other fiat currency. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the congressmen brought up like that the current the current number of people that are part of the um, association, the Libra Association, is 27. And one of the congressmen asked, actually, I think it was a congresswoman, she asked Marcus, um, of those 27, who did you not engage? Or did you essentially engage all of them? And they were all your choice. They were all Facebook's choice. And he could not answer that question with a yes or no. So implicitly implying that you know facebook is picking and choosing who is going to be on the association even though apparently it's just a 10 million dollar buy-in and as long as you meet certain companies um the thing i don't get is why why coinbase you know what i mean like why are they on there what are they doing on there but then again i know exactly what money yeah, yeah, that's. What, <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, yeah. I like money. Yeah. Um, all right, Libra, it is. We're gonna be encumbered with this damn thing. Uh, forever. Yeah, for a long time. It actually, it actually will be like forever. Oh, yeah, it's not gonna, gonna launch twenty twenty. Yeah, and they're gonna let it rip. So, oh, you guys want to place bets on when it'll launch? 2023. 2023? Yeah. 2020? Yeah. I think it's going to... This is why I say and I think that right when Bitcoin's at its height, they're gonna launch Libra, and it's gonna tank that that height of Bitcoin, and people are gonna peg that value to Libra. So it's basically a long-term stablecoin play, and Facebook has a lot of money for to buy themselves a lot of time. Mm. And then what do they do off that stablecoin? Make money off the transaction fees. Oh yeah, baby, billions and billions and billions of dollars they said they're actually not making much money from the transaction fees they're gonna basically the majority of the um fees will be bank to bank so once the libra is going to be converted at the exit points the exchange points in the different countries that's where they're going to charge the most it's going to be to the people running those exchanges they're going for volume exchanes man superman for the money is if I can get a billion dollar pe- billion people paying me one penny every day, I think that's good money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I'm gonna gloss over this polka dot article real quick, and then I'm gonna pass it off to you. I for feel Wednesday. like that's the one Sound article good? we probably shouldn't gloss over, but go. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's polka dot. I don't know. All right. All right. Here, 
the article uh, reads, expect chaos. Polkadot to launch. If you yeah. don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. You don't have to be forced. No, to no. I, I want to read this. I'm curious. Kind of I actually culture. don't know much about this. All right. Okay. All right. So Christine Kim, Coindesk, Polkadot to launch experimental Kusama network this summer. Kusama. An experimental version of blockchain interoperability protocol Polkadot will go live later this summer. Led by Swiss nonprofit Web3 Foundation, the Polkadot team says the, quote, early, unaudited, and unrefined release of Polkadot will be called Kusama. Kusama will serve as a proving ground, allowing teams and developers to build and deploy a parachain or try out Polkadot's governance, staking, and validation functionality in a real environment. Gavin Wood, the Ethereum co-founder and creator of Polkadot, said in a blog post. What is, um, what's a parachain? Parachain is a blockchain um, on the Polkadot network. Oh, okay. Polkadot is serving as a interoperability layer that uh, relays information from parachain to parachain. A parachain is essentially a, a um, self-contained blockchain. Uh, for Polkadot, um, you seed your security, the, the, the blockchain security in the, in the security of the of the Polkadot network, whereas other things like Cosmos, the security of each individual blockchain is done by the, the blockchain itself. Oh, wait, can you can you can you rehash that with the difference between um, Cosmos and uh, Polkadot is in terms of like, I guess, where the money goes? Where the money goes. Um, so uh, re repeat what you just said. Oh, so basically, like the the security layer of the of the Polkadot network uh -huh. is used by every parachain. So, like the mm. the parachains are more tightly knit. Um, you don't have to worry. Like I say, if like if I'm if I'm one parachain connect communicating with a different parachain, I don't have to worry so much about um, interoperability and the security of the other parachain. And things like Cosmos, you do. So you do you need to almost audit everything you're dealing with, but. The language you speak is relatively well known. Why is that the case? That Polkadot provides a more secure communication interoperability. Because the like the consensus layer is almost um, delegated to the Polkadot network and not done by the parachain itself. I thought so Cosmos it was it was mostly like centralized like. No. I guess maybe I misunderstood how Cosmos worked. Cosmos is more delegated uh, or like oh. sovereign. Every every blockchain in Cosmos is more self-sovereign. Oh, okay. But because of that, they have to deal with their own security and then also worry about the security of the things they communicate with. So, interesting. Polkadot's Apple, Cosmos is Android. Mm, not too bad. Not too bad of an analogy there. Boom. Where does link chain or, or link fit into that because isn't link another interoperability um chain link is an is. oracle i believe is it not mm -hmm. oh no yeah it's chain link right chain link yeah. is an oracle oh okay never mind the thing about oracles is they become like a pretty big attack vector if they start to get popular in use well that's the whole point of making them decentralized and robust and giving a bunch of money so they can do that type of thing uh but who's uh, who's to say whether or not they can do that appropriately we haven't gotten there yet so like web3 web3 is a huge foundation um and they are currently i don't want to say stealing but sucking up the the developer pool as fast as possible by offering high-paying jobs to the people who are best at what they do 
uh, to work on Polkadot. And they're trying their best to try and make sure that the best people who understand this technology are working for them and trying to make this stuff go out. They're doing a pretty good job. So we'll see what happens. They just like, I guess they have more economic means. Like how, how big is their investment pool? Large. I don't know numbers. Just oh. large. Oh. It's big, baby. That's what it's I would big. love to give an investor meeting and be like, our investor pool is big. And then next year we predict it'll be big as fuck. Let's see, look at this. Let's see. Uh, highly anticipated project reported last month have closed the private sale of half a million DOT tokens, uh, 5% of the total supply for an implied valuation of $1.2 billion. So that's the, 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 I guess the market cap, the current market cap based on a private sale uh, was $1.2 billion. And that's going to skyrocket pretty quickly because everyone wants to get a hold of DOTs. Jeez, um, man. Everybody. And also like... Uh, Gavin Gavin Wood is a is the base of the co-founder of Ethereum. He wrote he wrote the yellow paper. You can imagine he has a tremendous amount of F. There's there's, there's plenty of money in Web three. This is the plenty thing that makes my Web3. pants tight. Is that all of this is like like we're rebuilding everything right in front of everyone's face and telling everyone about it at the same time, but still no one's paying attention. That's that's well, why it's I think being rebuilt in different ways. Like it's, it's yeah. like Ethereum has a lot of problems in terms yeah. of the design decisions made early on. Bitcoin has a lot of problems in terms of the design decisions made early on. And once it, things get established and working, and you have a market cap based on it, it gets like the protocol gets ossified and hard to move. Mm-hmm. It's hard to change. Ethereum is, I think, doing a pretty good job of trying to change to F two point but there's a lot of ifs. Yeah. About that. There's going to be and it has to, it has to hold on to that value. There's going to be Ethereum Classic, Ethereum, and then Ethereum something from this change. I hope. Oh, there's going to be F2.0. It's going to be F1, F2.0. People who you can you can decide to stay on F1 for as long as you want. Hmm. Ossify. <laughs> Interesting. I'm gonna try to use that in some conversation with my lady this weekend. Ossify. <laughs> that ass. Excuse me. Let's go on to, to it's my day, Jesse. Leave that there in your stomach. Let it ossify. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome here anytime, no? Dr. Petty. You're welcome with just the headers any week. Um I think that one even made Jesse uncomfortable. Ooh. That's worse than the shit D says. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wednesday's news? Thursday. You got Thursday. It's Thursday? Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You are Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Damn. Uh, okay. I want to zoom through. I'm only going to pick like two. The case 75K could become Bitcoin's new price support. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, yeah, that could work. Lawmakers amp up pressure on Facebook to halt Libra. Oh, Jesus. Grin Network executes first hard fork in bid to decentralize mining power. Who's using Grin? Okay. Swiss, Not a lot of people. Swiss crypto broker Bitcoin Suisse applies for banking and securities licenses. Yay. Nobody cares. Uh, court documents detail sexual misconduct allegations against Bitcoin consultant Peter Todd. Ooh, man. Okay. I got some. Did you see that? Did you see that uh, <laughs> article I put in the Slack based on him? 
We're, 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 oh, we're going in on that one. What's <laughs> today's Facebook Libra Jesus. hearing at the house? Nobody cares. Reddit co-founder Ohanian, shout out, bro. Shout out. Leads three seventy-five million dollar round in Hearthstone competitor. I don't three point seven seventy-five million. Three point seven five. There's no yeah. way that they have. What is that? Uh, yeah, it is three point five million dollar. It's three point seven five. Okay, okay. I don't need to go into it. Um, I passed that article to a friend that plays those kinds of games, and he said that game looked like straight trash. So um, <laughs> I don't know what he sees in it, but I guess he's trying Depend- to make It depends on the dynamics. If, if the balance is good, who cares? Yeah. He said that shit looks like trash. I was like, damn, that's abrasive. Um, so <laughs> uh, that's not what I wanted to do. Right, we'll go to this Peter Todd shit. Hold on, let me bring that article up. Uh, there you go. Okay. Wow. Oh, it, the, the there's the, the little crypto twist to that Skyweaver video game is the fact that it uses ERC eleven fifty five. What is and then users can buy individual cards for one die each, so it's connected. So it's a NS, it's yeah. NFT for die or NFT. Wait. It's yeah, it's NFT for die. Die's not its own chain though. Bro, I don't know how this stuff works. All I, I can just read you. <laughs> Each card is gonna be ERC eleven fifty five, and that's NF that's the new NFT standard, and okay, yeah. it's one die each. So well, I I just found out die is in its own chain, embarrassingly so. X die. X, X die is a side chain. chain. No, right? Yeah. Okay. X die is so. a side chain to die. This shit's so I don't know anything about die. I need die to is an I shouldn't say that. It's Dai, not that complicated. Go, go listen to we did two we did two hashing it outs on die. Okay, oh, yeah. those out. Go oh. listen to those and you'll learn everything you need to know about how die works. Perfect. Feel free to that. plug any show on the Bitcoin Podcast Network while on this show, Dr. Petty. I I'm gonna plug whatever I want. They're all my shows. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like I found the new marketing technique in this century is to create something that's just one long advertisement for all the other things that you do. So it's like I don't yeah, even welcome think to the that Bitcoin that's Podcast new. Network. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that's new. I think we just kind of are getting better at it. But like, like Call of Duty, I just spent like eight months playing Call of Duty Blackout just to realize it's one giant commercial, interactive commercial for Call of Duty Modern Warfare that's coming out in two months. And I was like, damn, they got me. Cause I'm buying that new game and it's just, it's just like one long interactive commercial. But anyways, not to get on that tangent, this article is written by Lay Coon. Two words. Uh, here's the takeaway four bullet points. Former Bitcoin core developer, Peter Todd filed a defamation suit in April, demanding the deletion of a tweet. <laughs> this is fucking 2019 that accused him of sexual misconduct <laughs> In response, three people submitted statements to the court this week accusing Todd of such misconduct. One alleged victim, Jane Doe, stated she stopped contributing to Bitcoin projects in order to avoid Todd. The incident is shaping up to be the first of its kind in the Bitcoin community, a public incident that could force conference providers and projects to be more active in responding to allegations of misconduct. Several conferences have received complaints about Todd, citing such allegations of sexual misconduct. Bruh. Public file. <laughs> What's up? Publicly uh, filed. You'll get to it. You'll get to it. I, I actually, I, I, I put uh, Zuko Wilcox's 
statement in the Slack. And that's like the base, like TLDR, dude's a rapist. Oh, God. Publicly straight up filed court documents have now revealed specific allegations of sexual misconduct involving former Bitcoin core developer Peter Todd. Todd sued transgender cryptographer Isis Agora Lovecraft for defamation in California court in April. Where are we? Todd sued Sued, transgender cryptographer Isis Agora Lovecraft. I absolutely opened that name in a new tab. For defamation in a California court in April, demanding they delete tweet called telling Todd a rapist. This week, Lovecraft is it Lovecraft? It's not Lovecraft. It's Lovecraft. Yep. Interesting. Moved to dismiss the complaint, and both Lovecraft and Zcash co-founder Zuko Wilcox. There's too much with these names here. Uh, filed declarations <laughs> in court describing Todd's alleged behavior. In their Welcome declaration, security-minded people. Lovecraft. Sorry. Love I thought of a terrible joke. I'm not gonna say it. Lovecraft accused Todd of sexual harassment, including unwelcome and violent sexual statements during consulting work on a Bitcoin project. According to Lovecraft's file declaration, Todd told Lovecraft in a San Francisco cafe, I'm gonna sh- <laughs> Sorry, this is not funny. Shit. Composure. He told Lovecraft, I'm going to shove my cock at you so hard and beat you until you beg for more. <laughs> End quote. Damn. Lovecraft also stated in their court filing that Todd grabbed their arm when his advances were rejected. Love- Lovecraft's declaration was included private Twitter messages with a third party describing Todd's unwanted sexual advances as well as private signal messages. Damn, this dude took it to signal. He had the DMs and signal? <laughs> Shit. From a woman who claimed Todd raped... This is serious. I can't joke about this. Raped this poor her. dude has no idea how to talk to human beings. He's just like, um, this is this is going to work. This is going to yeah. work. And, that, and then he just doesn't see when the other yeah. person's like, this is not working. He's like, oh, I'm going to make it work harder. Yeah. He's yeah, like man. that kind of dude. He's like, you know what I mean? He's like, I think uh, I think in the, in the Slack, people were talking about... We have this term, the chat right yeah he's people a when, I, when i and so zuko uh filed a declaration on his personal um i guess experiences with todd um that you know basically led to him, him saying that like todd's a fucking creep super creep and like this guy some of the slacks like this dude's like six levels below chad like he's <laughs> <laughs> He, he, he's a, he's a fucking creep. He's a super creep. I don't care how good you are. He's a shitty human being for the way this, he treats people, this guy especially in this like bad. sexually deviant behavior where people don't want it. This guy is chatting. Ugh, makes me sick. He, I'm. I should laugh at this guy's stuff. Maybe these are awkward laughs. Uh, that. Oh, that it sucks. Is, it sucks that one. like. Yeah. People's behavior can get away with something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that people have come to the surface and said, "No, nah, this guy's a creep." And I, I would, I would trust that people who are saying these things over, over him. Well, have you ever worked with him? People have you ever talked to him? Me? You know no, I mean? I've never, I've never, I have no, I have no personal experience, with Peter Todd. I do with with Zuko though. I got in a Twitter thing one time about three years back when we our first year doing the show, 
Um, he was, I think he was a Bitcoin dev at that point. And I don't even remember what it was. And when I say Twitter thing, like, I, I re- he replied to something I said and I replied back. I don't know. Um, repercussions. Coindesk has spoken with the two alleged victims mentioned by both Wilcox and Lovecraft in their uh, court filings. During an interview with Coindesk, Jane Doe described Todd's alleged coercive sexual activity in explicit detail, uh, which was consistent with the court filings. Wait a second. Jane Doe is not Lovecraft? No. no Jane Doe right. is a person okay. that he has also uh, sexually abused. Yeah, okay. I'm glad I made that connection because I was like, wait a second. Why would they call her Jane Doe and then start talking about her? It defeats the purpose. But anyways. Lovecraft. Oh my god, I thought that said instead of repercussions, I thought it said repercussions. Oh my goodness. Come on now, Jesse, with the with that joke. No, Next. it wasn't a joke. <laughs> Sorry. I literally thought that this article writer put that in there. I was like, damn, that's low key, like terrible. Bad taste. <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh my god, that's terrible. If that was like what if somebody had an like an opinion column where all they did was re- like report on these incidences and that was the title of it. This is going to be an explicit show, by the way. I'm going to check that box. <laughs> going to check that box real hard. <laughs> going to check that box. You you actually read the quote. So this is an explicit, regardless of all the other shenanigans that go on. Yeah. The, the repercussions. Jesus. Not a not alone. Lovecraft's declaration describes a theme that is common in allegations of workplace-related harassment or assault. Speaking up can lead to retaliation against the accuser. So that is true. So um, There's people corroborating this, so I'm sorry, Miss Lovecraft, that um, this happened. This sucks. Uh, crypto is not full of goons, so don't think that it is. <laughs> Um, that's it. Uh, Corey, you've got the explicit honor of reading the zero confirmation news, which is Thursday's news because most typically the show goes out on Friday. So Friday's news is zero confirmation news and we don't read that. So this is not zero confirmation news, but we don't read zero confirmation news. So, so the only available articles on Thursday are from CoinDesk. Um, I'll read off the, the titles as Jesse did, and then we'll figure out what we want to go into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got Watch Crypto Lawyer says uh, the Libra hearings are an excellent event, exciting event. Sorry. Uh, Watch former CFTC advisors sees mistrust as Libra's fatal flaw. Privacy Coin Zcash will soon undergo its first friendly fork, Meet Ycash. I'll probably read that one. Uh, consumer advocates urge Libra members to quit Facebook's crypto project. And a Bitcoin ransomware that infiltrated 100 U.S. enterprises spreads to China. Jane. So uh, I'm going to avoid all Libra chat at, at most here. You've got the idea. People are doing things with Libra. Everyone's excited. Go type Libra and read it. Uh, let's go with Zcash. Zcash. Like you're going to hear. You're going to hear Zcash stuff or uh, Libra stuff. Can't get away from it. So privacy coin Zcash will soon undergo its first friendly, end quotes, fork, meet Ycash. In about five hours, this is done by Christian Christine Kim, um, July 18th. Did you just cut uh, the article out and paste it? What? The article's gone. Did you cut it and paste it out? 
No, I clicked it. No, I just clicked no. it. I just accidentally moved it, but I put it back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'll try to read. Who took it away? Yeah, In about five it. hours, a privacy-oriented cryptocurrency, Zcash, will spawn a new blockchain network called Ycash. Stupid. Uh, it'll be the first of its kind to boast a near-identical code base to the Zcash blockchain, but function as a separate network and de facto competitor. First announced in April, the effort is spearheaded by longtime Zcash supporter Howard Liu. Liu described in Zcash forum post that Ycash was a preemptive move to resist future community decisions that may extend Zcash's system developer funding known as the Founders Reward beyond a promised 10% cap of the total token supply. That's all bullshit. He's just trying to make money. We also we are also launching Ycash to uphold the promise that the Zcash founding founders reward will be forever capped at 2.1 million coins that we fear will come under increasing pressure between now and the expiration of the founders reward in October 2020. Uh, Lou wrote that in a forum post. Since then, prominent leaders uh, in the Zcash community, such as founder of the coin Zuko Wilcox. Funny we're hearing him again, have publicly expressed their support for Lou's initiative, agreeing to disagree on the certain network changes to the founder's reward and others that will make the Ycash backwards incompatible with Zcash. Hmm. So he said, yeah, go ahead. Sounds good. Uh, I don't like what you're doing, but you're more than happy to do it. I mean, Zuko is a pacifist. He's not gonna he's, he's not gonna like be like, go fuck yourself, other than telling Peter Todd he's a, he's a rapist. Hmm. You know, like, you know, it's serious when Zuko, I, we interviewed Zuko and I was like, man, this guy is maximum chill. Like, yeah, that kind really, of person. I've never seen, like, you see him, I've talked to him, I've, I've seen him in conferences. He's just a very um, caring, genuine person. Mm. That, that's been my personal experience with Zuko. Whew. He wants everyone to be able to do uh, what they want to do, uh, I guess. Just, uh, uh, you know, excluding hurting other people. But like, if you if you're just a if you, want, if you have desires, go go do them. You're more than welcome to. Outside of hurting other people, that's been my personal experience. So like, I I like him as, a, as an individual, and he's a damn good cryptographer. Mm. So what it means for everyone else now, for everyone else who neither holds ZEC or intends to hold YEC. The upcoming blockchain split will simply mark the creation of a new privacy-focused cryptocurrency project. Ycash, at launch, will differ from Zcash blockchain in three key ways. First, Ycash will implement a tweaked version of the Equihash mining algorithm currently used in the Zcash network. This is meant to prohibit specialized mining hardware known as ASICs from mining on both, uh, both networks. However, in time, ASICs can be adapted to whatever it is. They're going to use uh, ProgPow and RandomX, or two commonly hardware mining algorithms, uh, that they're researching. Second, Ycash will implement a reduction to the founder's reward rate, which awards 20% of block rewards to a development fund on the Zcash blockchain. On Ycash, this percentage will drop to a perpetual 5% and be entirely funneled to one nonprofit organization led by Lou called the Ycash Foundation. Uh, this reduction of the founder's reward is a key part of why Lou started the Ycash initiative. Let's see, third thing, and final difference will be a cosmetic change to the address formats of Zcash and Ycash addresses. In order to make it, in order to make it impossible to accidentally send Zcash to a Ycash address or vice versa, who explains that all shielded addresses, these are the private addresses on the Zcash-based network, that begin with a Y instead of a Z. 
That's pretty much it. So it's a money grab. Hmm. It's a money grab on loose part. That's my, that's my opinion. It's a money grab on this part. Hmm. It's a money grab. There's a lot of those in crypto. You got to be careful. Yes, the key is going to a lot of people to use it. So, like, in order for it to actually have value, granted, if he's forking, he's probably uh, amassing a bunch of Zcash so that when he forks, he has a bunch of it himself. Yeah. To, to yeah, what, what gives that? him the credibility to, like, kickstart a project like this? I don't know. I don't know anything about Zoo. Okay. For those of you that fall privy to money grabs and don't end up on the good side of the bag... <laughs> so that's how we're into the show. Don't fall on. Don't, don't I got one more. Oh, I got one more. Oh, you do? Okay, psych. No, he's got one more. There's that. There's the uh, ransomware one that I wanted to check yeah, out. That's interesting. Bitcoin ransomware that infiltrated 100 U.S. enterprises spread to China. So I'm gonna just kind of. <laughs> gotta love the hacker with the hoodie on. This is CoinDesk made by Daniel Kuhn. K-U-H-N. I think that's how you spell that last name. Yeah. Uh, ransomware virus has successfully infiltrated more than 100 government and private enterprises in the U.S. and internationally has been detected in China, according to a recent Tencent security report. Uh, dubbed Ryuk, R-Y-U-K, uh, the pernicious code targets logistics companies, technology companies, and small municipalities with high data value uh, demanding bounties up to $5 million paid in Bitcoin, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So they, I guess they found it in China now. Agency wrote right. in Flash, after the attacker has gained access to the victim's network, additional network exploitation tools may be downloaded. Once executed, Ryuk establishes persistence in the registry, injects into running processes, looks for network-connected file systems, and begins encrypting files. So it's basically... Yeah. It's a. It's just a. It's, they encrypt your files and say, "We'll decrypt if you pay me in Bitcoin." It's like WinRAR. Like <laughs> if somebody yeah. made WinRAR a virus. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a common thing happening nowadays, especially with Bitcoin, because like it's funny because they have these ransomwares that basically find a way into your system, uh, download a bunch of stuff for command and control, um, then figure out where files you need are encrypt them and then have basically an entire customer service support group that helps you through the process of paying them Bitcoin. <laughs> and like the customer support is really good. Oh, oh don't worry. Don't worry. I, I understand. You got it wrong. Just hit refresh. We'll get you right back. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like some of the better customer support out there for like just getting your, just getting your files back based on ransomware you've got. What if, what if you're like the guy know. You're the guy who like keeps submitting web tickets to your IT and like you're not getting your shit fixed. So you're just like, fuck it. And then you contact like, hey, whoever is like doing ransomware, just like fucking attack my company. So I can like, <laughs> like, like that's like the ultimate like uh, like uh, job resume for like going into customer support. It's like, oh, I used to work for ransomware. I'm like, oh, you got the job. You're sold. We're done. <laughs> Don't worry if the call drops. Uh, just use your ticket. And uh, when you call back, uh, we'll get you right back to where you started with. Hopefully, you'll get to me. Uh, so, <laughs> oh man, yo, who is behind ransomware though? Like, have they figured that out? Russia? Is it Russia? China? 
Like there's a lot of people. It's like most. Well, it depends. Like it's, it's, it's becoming a, more and more. Yeah. It's becoming easier to actually make them and and do them out. Like is uh, ransomware some of the more like pernicious one ones are definitely government backed. It's probably like, some like remember dude. how like they have like script kitty tools that like allow you to like create your own little botnet like in the IRC days. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can still like, there's still tools like that out there, but like the, what, the more pernicious ransom- ones are government backed, oh. and then those become somewhat commoditized, and the smaller groups start to use them. Because you can buy ransomware like on darknet websites, right? You can just like buy. I've actually never uh, been on a darknet market. Oh, okay. I know how Tor works in, in yeah. deep detail, but yeah. I've never actually been on a darknet market. I'm not doing that shit. You can do that shit, Jesse. I'm not going anywhere near that. I'm just wondering, you know. That's like you just like, hey, I'd condom. like to buy ransom. <laughs> yeah. Been doing that for years. You you, <laughs> <laughs> you you get like one VPN and then like you tunnel through another VPN. You got like five VPNs and then like ten proxies and then you're like, okay, now I can finally use Tor and feel safe. Is that is that not what like you could do? I mean, yeah, you could, but I feel like you're you don't need to do all that. Would be shit. You don't need to do all that. <laughs> you don't need to do all that. When your ping be doo doo. So you're trying to do yeah. all that? Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like yeah. 1990s dial up. 120, 128 kbps. Well, we we surprisingly didn't go on that many tangents. I think it's because we have a guest and we had to clean up house. Uh, Corey, thank you for participating in the fruit expose that we had at the beginning of the show. I hope you enjoyed your berries from... Your... Dude, you got to try this wild raspberries. They're so they're all gone now. The deer is eating all the rest of them, but they're yeah, so good. I Once a year, that, I have like a, yeah. a massive harvest of like wild raspberries on my land. Wow. Your your quote was like, you said something when you were talking about the raspberries. You put it on like social media, and you were like, "Fuck you, deer." And I was like, "That's a weird thing to say." And then no, I realized they straight, they straight <laughs> eat those raspberries. Like the moment they're ready to eat, they're like, mm, "I'm eat them raspberries." They're all gone. That's, that's the clock right there. They're running on that raspberry celebration. So they're jamming it. Yo, could I, I get you... raspberries? Like next time you have raspberry season, and then like I could put them in stuff, and then like the, yeah. yeah, like the pre workout. Like it's raspberry flavor. I could like workout, Corey. Where you been? Oh, I I hear, I want some. Send me some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Take some before you go to BJJ and then rip somebody's fucking shoulder off. Yeah, I, w- I want to try it. I don't care how bad it is for me. No, but like, how cool would it be if like if like one batch of these in the future, like they were flavored with your raspberries that you grew on your land? It's like that'd be cool. That that'd be pretty dope. They don't last long because they're natural as fuck. <laughs> no, just citric acid. And you know what wild that means, raspberries. Jesse. You got to hop in your car. You got to drive up the coast. You got to meet us at Corey's place. Get these raspberries, jam, and then make go back. pre-workout out at my house. Make the pre-workout gummies at his house <laughs> as we sip on the bourbon, and then it's got to be a thing. I see. It no, we got to sip whatever he's drinking. Yep, cachaça. This is cachaça. We got to sip Cash- on this cachaça. Talk about this pre-workout gummy game and make it happen. <laughs> Sounds good. So, anyways, um. That's it. It's a wrap. So, you want to plug uh, all the other shows real quick? Yeah, we're gonna plug all the other shows. And like, I'd ask that if you're listening to this, you please become a patron 
to the Bitcoin Podcast Network's Patreon. So the patreon.com slash the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Um, and you can become a patron and get nifty things. Um, we're slowly trying to grow. And that's one of the things. And if you support the show, we can do cooler things. We have goals. We want to have spotlight interviews for people that listen to us. We also want to have video content, which is, I don't know if you realize this, not free to make. So in order for us to have good video content, we need support to get there. Also, I kind of want a real soundboard, Corey. So I think we're going to add that as a low tier goal for us so we can get. Dude, just make me a soundboard. I can put it right in immediately. It's really easy. Uh, okay. Well, make, I me want... a, make me a soundboard online. If you, if you have a soundboard online, I will put it into our show immediately. It's, That's it's really thing? simple. Make me a soundboard? Yeah. Let me see this shit. Just go Wait. find it. I'm sure someone's made an app where you can just like upload audio. I could probably do it myself. Well, I mean, and Send I me can... audio clips you want, and I'll make a soundboard. I can make them. Yeah, but I can phone. inject it into the feed, mm-hmm. and you can hear it. It's a powerful word. Let me look let me look into this and maybe we can get this going and I can have a soundboard that I can have during Like the I show. already record with a with a separate channel for sounds. I just don't use it. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah. <laughs> what you know, we like have if you play Counter Strike them? You know, yeah, you... I, don't, I don't have a soundboard. Oh. Remember remember we used to listen to like music in the back background for like five episodes? Yeah, that was cool. We should bring that back. Same thing. Uh-oh. Sound, wait, what do you mean though, D? Like you mean like an actual physical like MIDI board? Yeah, I want to be able to. See, push he wants the... a MIDI board though. Yeah, though, I want. Corey. He doesn't want like an online like virtual soundboard. I do everything online, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, mm. that's, that's how it rolls. <laughs> it's my way. If I'm not or doing the highway. I'm either chopping wood or doing it online. That's the two things that I do. That. Where do you chop wood online? I don't chop. I say I'm, oh. I'm either chopping wood or I do things I don't online. Know, maybe you play like RuneScape secretly. And I was like, nobody, oh, nobody plays play RuneScape. Dude, I played RuneScape. Played. Yeah, like a month ago. Played. I tried to. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's a factorial. Chopping all the wood. That's a good one for a month. Um. All right, guys. Well, there's other shows on the network. Hashing it out, Doctor Petty and Colin show. Where if you prefer less fuckery and more actually talking about the technology that is changing the world right in front of everyone's face. Listen to hashing it out. Uh, it is unapologetically technical. So yeah. if you don't understand the words, you're just going to have to go look them up. Yeah. You have to take <laughs> notes, man. If you don't get it. Um, Hey, what's up, man? Hello. What up? You hopped in at the very end of the show. What's up, Justin Header's crew? What's up, man? <laughs> We're wrapping up. Uh, I was like, how did you get it? All right, I posted the link. Um, <laughs> this is the static Justin Header's link. So if you ever want to join around this time on Thursday. Um, so the other shows on the network. Uh, the Bitcoin Podcast, that's the flagship show. Uh, the other co-host has just joined this show. You want to talk about the flagship show, Cello? While you're here, and we're plugging it. Yeah, a lot of shows, a lot of overlap. Yep. And so we got the flagship was me, Corey, and Cello. Uh, we have interviews slash bring the community in. Um, we have Dose of Ether with Lucian 
and guests. And they talk about all things Ethereum. Um, there will be another on-wrapping with D, at least within the next month. The scheduling is coming. Um, what else? Am I missing any shows? I don't want to leave anyone out. The aforementioned show about design and blockchain, which, not aforementioned. Well, yeah, we talked about it before. It's coming, eventually. Um... I can't think of any other things that any other shows we've got. So I, I think I got them all. Um, what happened to the bullpen? Uh, we do. No, the, the bullpen show is had its run. Is that how we say that? Yeah. But it's still on the network. If you want to go listen to past shows of the bullpen podcast with the crypto bully, it's there. Um, the store. If you go to store.thebitcoinpodcast.com, you can get our merch. We have shirts. We have stickers. We have beanbag covers. We have fanny packs. We have hats. We have uh, we have branded condoms. We have... I just added a shirt last week. Um, well, I figured it went along with the fact that we're always like, stay safe out there in the crypto world so you can stay safe in the real world, too. And then we have, uh, what else? I added something. Oh, uh, we have a Trump t-shirt on there. <laughs> with <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. With Trump <laughs> saying, like, buy Bitcoin or something. He's like, just hodl, buy Bitcoin. And it's Trump signing his favorite uh, executive order thing. And there's posters. Um, oh, shit. If you already bought a poster and it's nobody's bought the poster, I know exactly what's going on with that store. Never mind, I'll fix it. Um, Did you guys put your books on the store? No. If you go to the bitcoinpodcast.com, you could look at our book and buy it. If you click on the book, it'll take you to where to buy it. And that's how that works. Um, yeah, we have a book too. We don't, it's crazy. We have a book and we don't really talk about it. But the book is about um, what people think about Bitcoin. And, you know, I just realized that... Jesse, did you buy the book? I I don't buy any books. You should buy so that don't, book. Don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't bring up, you can't bring up the book and not buy it. Yeah. Come on, Jesse. That's your opportunity to say, hell yeah, I bought the book. And I got I'm a looking at a stack of five books right now. I'm looking at yeah. a stack of five books. Yeah. Wait, who ships it? Do you ship it, Corey? Amazon ships it. Oh, yeah. it's FBA? Sure. Oh, okay. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Sorry, what is FBA? Fulfillment by Amazon. They keep your uh, inventory. They keep okay. your inventory and they ship it out. I didn't know that's what the hot in these streets these days. is like, oh, is your product FBA? Nice, bro. <laughs> yeah, Amazon handles the fulfillment orders. Nice. Um, That's all we got. I'm not going to be at DevCon this year because you guys suck at it, organizing it, I think. I think it's a cluster, but I was really sad about that this week. I need to go. So, all I right. mean, you can still go. You just can't get in. Yeah. Yeah, you can hang out. <laughs> you can hang out with me after I'm out. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I could just, I mean, I was going to have to pay the travel costs either way, so I could just go and hang out. I bet you I could still get in, man. You know my swagger. You're going to be like, pull a Wayne. Hey. Yeah. Can like, hey, that get- Come here real quick. Come here real quick. Open that door. 
<laughs> and then I'm in there. That's how that's how easy it is sometimes. Uh anyway. That's it guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Just the Headers. Uh pay attention to the other shit with you. Alright.